Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we take a look at our college lectionary texts and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton, and it's been my privilege to walk with you throughout this semester uh, as we've taken a look at our lectionary texts throughout, and this week are thrilled to culminate the semester by looking at the birth narratives, the Christmas story. Um, as always, we have three lectionary texts each day. This week I'm just looking at the New Testament ones to expound upon, but if you'd like to read the other texts for today, they're Psalm 89, 1-9, Isaiah 9, 1-7, and Luke 2, verses 8-20. through 20. And that's what I'd like to read for you this morning again, is Luke 2, 8-20. through 20. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known, made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Well, this is, of course, if you are of a certain generation, you associate this text with Linus in a Charlie Brown Christmas standing center stage with the spotlight on him, his security blanket in one hand, and reading this glorious text. And it's hard to imagine uh, the gospel being proclaimed with such beautiful clarity on television for the whole world to see. The image I take from it today is just the image of the heavenly host praising God uh, and saying all that they did, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. What an image that must have been. I, you know, again, we associate this perhaps also with Handel's Messiah, right? The glory to God, glory to God in the highest. That idea is this kind of grand music. And that captures a bit of the grandeur, of course, but obviously only a bit, right? Like it's just, it's just a little bit of the true grandeur of it. It's a pale earthly reflection of the grandeur that must have been in that moment. And I think that's what hit me this read-through, right? Like this realization that there, when the angels and the heavenly hosts sing this, there's this decisive moment, this pivotal moment in human history happening. And and all of creation sees it. And even, even like these unearthly beings who step into our space and time for a moment to announce what is happening. And how, how it must have, I mean, it must have terrified the shepherds. Uh, and then... And then as the terror subsided, the honor that they must have felt to be able to, to witness this moment. 
when eternity and time collide in, in such an obvious way. And that, you know, again, I mean, I, I can't imagine seeing that, but that, that moment of like, I'm in the presence of something awe-inspiring and terrifying, and then as that fades, realizing what an honor um, it's been. Like that, even though I've not experienced that exactly, I have experienced that pattern lots of times in my life, in my life, right? Like I'm going through something really difficult and then in retrospect, I'm able to see like, wow, that's a time that God was really doing something. Um, I think of that always as I work with students. Like I think college is, for many students, um, just such an intense time, you know, they just... They come in and they're wrestling with so much, and in a way, so much more than I wrestled with when I was 18 or 19. But in some ways, very similar. You know, there's just this kind of growing up to do, and and <clears throat> in our culture, we often accord college as this time where you sort of grow from childhood to young adulthood. Um, and and what a, a scary thing that is to walk through, right? Like, that's, that's just so much. Um, and yet, right, like, as they're experiencing it, like I, I walk with them alongside of it. And sometimes I am just overwhelmed that I get to do this, that I get to accompany people through this process. Um, and sometimes, you know, like in that moment, it's just a lot because I think to myself, like students are talking to me for advice. They care about what I have to say and what do I really have to offer them, right? So in the moment, I feel terror too at the collision between you know, my ordinary life and the extraordinary things that they're thinking through and wrestling with. But then as that terror fades, right, it fades to the sense of a tremendous honor to be involved in the process. Um, you know, now that I have some alums that I work with and know that are in their 30s, right, and, and getting to see them at the age that I might have met them at, um, that feeling of, of profound gratitude at having played a little part in their life like the, the the terror has faded and the joy of saying I'm glad I got to be a, 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 a bit player in a little part of their life who am I that I would even be here to witness this much less take part of it and that's the kind of thing that keeps me wanting to pursue God more right like that's the thing that that keeps me uh, getting up in the morning and doing this job but it's also the kind of thing which makes me say like the shepherds like let's go and look for <laughs> this this thing they're talking about like let's keep hunting for it let's keep being thankful for the part we were given to play but let's go deeper like let's go find the baby and um, and similarly I want to know the work of God better as I reflect on the the little piece I get to play in these students lives God, how thankful we are for the ways that you interact with us um, and for the, the chance we get to see the most amazing things, the most breathtaking things. And in the moment, those sometimes scare us. They sometimes overwhelm us. But with just a little distance, we begin to feel the honor of having seen you at work and the honor, greater still, of, of getting to partner with you in it. We pray, God, that that would fire the hearts of your servants today, those who are listening to this podcast particularly, um, that they would, that they would um, reflect, God, on the honor that it is to see you at work and partner with you so that they want to keep going deeper and keep knowing more and keep occupying those spaces where you show up so that they can see it and participate in it. What a joy it is to do this. We're thankful for it. We ask all this through Christ. Amen. All right, we'll talk again tomorrow about the Magi. 
Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.